I believe there are two ways to approach our lives. One is looking at it as a series of norms we have to live into and objectives we have to achieve. This view is full of expectations, pressures, bias, and systemic dynamics that continuously need to be overcome. The other is to look at life as a series of choices we make and goals we set for ourselves, a life that is full of agency, growth, and opportunity. Welcome to Live Stoked and Lead Stoked, where we explore both life and work from that latter perspective. I'm your host, Sarah Bettman, coach, consultant, and speaker. More importantly, I'm a fellow traveler on the path towards living my own stoked life, and I'm passionate about helping others do the same. Let's jump into this exploration of life and work and what it means to live and lead stoked. I first want to thank you all for being here. I'm really excited, perhaps even a bit nervous. This podcast, which is launching January 2024, is something I've talked about for years. And this is really one of those things where it's like either just shit or get off the pot, like stop talking about it or just do it. So I have done it. I've done it with a great partner, uh, Allison, who's helping me produce this. Great support with Tammy, my assistant who keeps uh, telling me, go, go do it. And and so many of you angels and friends out there who've said, yes, yes, you need to start a podcast. So here I am starting the podcast and I'm doing it for me because uh, for 2024, my stoke life includes creative endeavors and doing some things that have been scary for me, doing some things that are exciting and certainly doing things I've never done before. So here you are listening to me. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I've already re-recorded this part like probably 15 times and um, that's okay. That said, I'm not going to make it super produced and, and you're going to hear all the baubles because this journey for me and the stories that I want to tell and the stories we're going to share are how people have found their life, uh, their path towards living a stoked life, whatever that means to them. And it is my belief and I've come to believe this through years of making mistakes, of trying different things, of trying to figure out who the hell I am, that we all have different definitions of that. And that's great. And that we all have moments that have steered us. And sure, some of them are big and huge, whether it's divorce, leaving a job, moving, any of those things. But honestly, a lot of living stoked is in micro moments and micro choices. So I thought I'd start this episode to tell you a little bit more about how I came to be here, my hopes and dreams for this podcast, and um, give you a sense of who you're going to spend some time with. As I said, I love to talk. My elementary school uh, report card suggested that perhaps I don't talk too much and give time for others to contribute. It's life's work. And this podcast is a way for me to talk. (laughs) So anyway, so let's jump in here. So The first question that I want to answer, and a lot of this format will be question and answer, whether it's me questioning uh, a guest who's sharing their own story and journey along the way towards their path of living their own stoked life, or it's from you, the listeners, questions you ask. I love it when I get asked questions. It seems to inspire me to be able to share perspectives and such. So um, just future note, if you have a question that you'd love for me to answer on the podcast, go ahead and send it my way. But I'll start with a question I frequently get asked. How did you get there from there to here? And and there is usually triggered because I spent 12 years as a firefighter paramedic, um, well, a variety of jobs ending as a paramedic. And now I'm a coaching consultant to organizations and individuals. So explain that. How did, how did I get from there to here? And And to be honest, my dad was a management consultant. 
And I really wanted to be like him. He traveled the world. It seemed cool. It was awesome, but I didn't know what the hell a management consultant did. And so in college, I joined a mountain rescue group and it just started me on a path of something I just never even imagined. And frankly, I started and found it because of my brother. So in that spirit of you need to see it to be it, that's going to be a theme you're going to hear. And it's important in this journey and in this thing that we're exploring, finding those people who can help you be what you want to be. So anyway, I digress. And I graduated from college, went home, and took a detour, basically 12 years in emergency services where I did everything I could do with an EMT cert and then ultimately paramedic from ski patrol, mountain rescue, wildland firefighting. Um, I did get hired by a big city fire department, but then turned that down and ultimately retired out as a paramedic. And that's a simple story. The real story is a bit more complicated. And I'll reveal more through the podcast and in conversations with others, but I'll try to give you the simplified version here. Uh, about 20 years ago, I had the trappings of a great life. I had a husband. I had married my firefighter sweetheart. We owned a house. We both had careers. We had a great community of friends. Our family was nearby. We had our health. But something wasn't right for me. I, um, I was tired. My my tank wasn't being filled. And frankly, I dreamed of getting an injury, like nothing too serious and nothing that would uh, debilitate me, but like a, a nice simple knee injury that would keep me out for six to eight weeks. That would be great. It would keep me off the ambulance. I could just rest. I could catch up on life. I don't know what I thought I would do during that time, but oh gosh, I wanted that knee injury. The thing is I, I did get an injury, but it wasn't a knee injury. It was a back injury, and it was a back injury that wasn't debilitating, but it was clear enough to me that I had to make a choice for myself. And, and this might have been the first, actually second, jumping into EMS was the first choice for myself, but I didn't recognize it for that. This was a choice where I had a choice to make for myself in my future. And I'll remember being in my bedroom, reaching down for a sock, and I could barely reach down to pick up a sock. And I envisioned these children I was yet to have and the life I wanted to live with them and holding children and carrying them and playing with them. And I wasn't going to be able to do that if I kept down this path of getting injured in this back injury. Now, fast forward, and just to be transparent, I forgot to have those children that I was envisioning. But anyway, I, I they were very compelling. And I ultimately chose to retire. I was on disability. I was depressed. I didn't know what I was going to do. Frankly, I just didn't have any energy. And I didn't know at the time that I actually was burned out, burned out body, mind, and spirit. I had no idea what that was. I thought uh, burnout sold supplements. But I'll never forget this one day where I was at the grocery store and, and going to the grocery store was the big event of the day. I, I spent my days watching TV, Dr. Phil, Ian Lavanzant, Oprah, just trying to figure out what was going on with my life. And I went to the store. It was a rainy day and I was at a stop sign right, right, right outside the store. And I just remember watching the windshield wipers. I probably stayed there way too long. Had there been a car behind me, they probably would have honked. But I just watched how futile the windshield wipers were in keeping the water off my windshield. And I just took a, had a heavy breath and a sigh. And I was like, is this all there is? to this thing called life. It's adding this now, but that, that was it. The feeling of, is this all there is? And turned on my turn signal and went about my day. What I didn't understand there is a big thing had shifted in that moment. I had cracked door open to exploring my life from a different perspective. 
and ended up in the next two or so years exploring all of it. And I didn't know what I was looking at the usual suspects. Was it my parents that made me miserable? Did I have, you know, was it my husband? Was it this? Was it that? I just kind of was lost and I didn't know what I was going towards. So on a particular tough day, I was working with a coach and, and to rewind here, coaching was vocational training in California. So I had started on the path thanks to a coach I had been doing triathlon at the time. And that coach told me, hey, have you ever checked out life coaching? And I started to work with Coach Carol and, and she was exactly what I needed in that moment. And on a particular hard day, I was just overwhelmed with this feeling of I was a fraud. And if my family and friends found me out, they would hate me forever and I'd be done. And I just was crying. I was upset. And I was like, can any of this be good? And Coach Carol, in her brilliant coaching wisdom, said, it can only be good and hung up on me. Now, at first startled, I did what I normally did in those days. And I went to bed. I crawled into my bed and, and cried. It was middle of the day. So, you know, this might not seem strange to some people. But for me, that was really how I was living my life. And I remember seeing this vision of this blonde girl, maybe three or four, running through a field. And something about that has me talking about it 20 years later, but it gave me something to work towards, a feeling and essence of freedom and space and carefree and fun that had been so absent in my life for so long. I'll talk more about this on later episodes, but even just uh, femininity and being able to express myself fully as a woman that I was. And so between the crack of is this all there is and that exploration, and then this kind of vision of this girl running in a field, I now had a delta, had, I had a place to work towards from a certain place. And that really started me on this journey of trying to figure out who I am at my core, the beginnings of what now I call a stoked life, a life of agency and choice. Now, it certainly wasn't linear, and it wasn't an upward path towards where I am today, and, and I've had my share of growth spurts along the way, but it's been continuous improvement, one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back, one step forward, 42 steps back. I don't know how, how you describe it, but it was growth and learning along the way, and, and there were some foundational lessons that I thought I'd share with you today, and note, it's not easy. They were not easy lessons at the time. It's easy for me to talk about them here. But there were significant tectonic shifts that, that really started with fear and shame. There was time that it took for the clarity to become clear what was going on and what the lesson was. But then they evolved into this relief and understanding that helped promote this agency that I talk about as living stoked. So I don't share them lightly here, like it's something you need to figure out today. Frankly, your tectonic shifts might be something totally different than mine. But I share them because I think it will help inform the approach I plan to take on this podcast and lead into some of the hopes and dreams that my listeners get, that you all get, but also that my participants, uh, the guests, uh, see, I don't even know, what do I call them? Are they guests? Yeah, guests on my podcast. Maybe I'll think of a fancy word. You let me know. Anyway, one of the biggest ones was, if I'm not happy, it's on me. And this was a doozy because I was angry. I wanted to blame everyone for what I was feeling. I was burned out, depressed, angry, and frankly, terrified of what my life would become. I had woken up in the wrong life and I didn't know what the right life was. The coaching was supportive and frankly, going through coaching program and having coaching clients was very helpful in my own process. And, and I joke, you know, sometimes we as coaches 
work through our shit with our clients. And I was definitely that. And so if you're listening and you were an early client, I'm so sorry. Uh, I've, I've evolved. Hopefully I'm a better coach 20 years later, but it was a time of growth for me. And there were two books that were particularly meaningful during that time. One was Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. And in that there's a quote, and many of you have probably heard it, so there's nothing new here. And he says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And, and that was really important to me because I needed to have a sense of power. I needed to feel something. And I realized that the things I wasn't happy about were reactions to my experience. Now, to be fair, I was living in the wrong life. So I was not happy about a lot of what I created, but it started me starting to critically look at the things and the choices I made and realize I made a series of choices without understanding who I was and what I was about. And so then another quote, um, or I guess it's a prayer that helped me was the serenity prayer. My mom has been sober for almost 40 years. And as a single mom, when we were with her, I was a child of divorced parents. My brother and I went to our share of AA meetings and this prayer gave me a lot of strength. And the serenity prayer goes like this. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And what was important to me about that was that I needed the courage to change the things I can. There were a lot of things I could change. There were a lot of things I couldn't change and that wisdom to know the difference. And I'll tell you that wisdom, that's still a, that's a work in progress. But I started to realize that I'd gotten into a marriage kind of on a false identity of who I was and, and nothing against my ex-husband. But as I started to grow, we started to become clear what we wanted separately we couldn't have together. And so that needed to change. And I couldn't be angry about it if I didn't choose to change. And so that leads to lesson number two. And, and that's that you have to change these things, that courage to change the things I can. Making the decision to retire out of being a paramedic, leaving the community, leaving my then husband, all these steps. And, and it's a lot. And I, I, frankly, a lot of my clients don't make big moves like this. It doesn't have to be huge. So if you're listening and think living a stoke life means upending your entire life, that's not at all what I'm saying. But for me in that moment, that's what was required. And understanding that I had to take action in order to see what was going to come my way. So there was another quote that my mom carried with her for as long as I could remember. And frankly, I don't know that I really understood it until this time in my life. And then I now carry it with me and have it on my desk. And this quote is by Patrick Overton. And it says, when we walk to the edge of the light we have and take that step into the darkness of the unknown, we must believe that one of two things will happen. There will be something solid for us to stand on, or we will be taught to fly. And I began to add, I choose to fly. I choose to fly in this life. And so I started taking small steps into this darkness of the known and letting the path reveal itself. A quote that I've been adding more frequently is don't get in the way of the miracle as someone who likes to feel like she's in control and feel like she's doing something meaningful. I can certainly get in my own way and over architect the steps and the things I need to be doing, especially now as an entrepreneur. But the number one thing is you got to take that step and make that choice. So a lot of what we're going to talk about is people who've made choices, and it may be very subtle, and it may be bold, like uh, a divorce and moving and doing s such. 
but taking that step is really clear. And then finally, there is just one more big lesson that I want to share with you today. And that was how I identified myself and whether it was because of rescue, whether because of my upbringing, um, social dynamics, I don't know. The root, frankly, doesn't matter. But there was a part of me, and this was probably more 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer when I figured this one out, that really got my value, got my worth from surviving things. The the vision of the phoenix of the flame rising up. It wasn't about the story of the phoenix rising up from the flame once. I was needing to do it over and over and over again. And this became clear as a long-term relationship ended and it subsequently upended some things in my life and goals I had. And I was in a better place than the first time, but it was familiar, hauntingly familiar. And I knew I'd been here before. And what started to become clear is that I was making choices in my life to create drama, to create hard things, because I needed them in order to rise up and survive them and be able to talk about how I survived and how I overcame. And this came to me on a long hike, and I was like, oh, shit. I just saw it all too clearly that I was creating this thing in my life. And that really is when I truly got on the path to living stoked and living a life full of agency and choice and life on my terms. And again, this is not to say that all of a sudden everything's been easy. There isn't hardship in life. There aren't dynamics in the world that make life hard. That's not at all what I'm saying. And I don't mean to diminish any of that. The things I was seeing was in my creation. It was the choices where I chose not to speak up, where I chose not to leave, where I chose not to do something, where I chose to stay longer. And and frankly, part of it was in these situations, I would hold on to a vision of something that just didn't exist and wasn't there. And so as I went on that hike, I said, no more. I have done my work. I had been coached. I'd been to therapy. I'd done professional development work. But frankly, because of my line of work, which was now moving into both professional development, personal development, but also leadership development and team dynamics, I had a lot of information and it was time for me to apply what I'd learned and reap what I had sowed. So that's how I got on this path to living stoked. And and I've mentioned it before, we'll talk more why stoked because it evokes something bigger for me, it evokes something. And it's not always easy. It can sometimes be hard. Sometimes I just want to quote unquote, live a normal life. But one of the things that's become clear is I've made choices, whether it's jumping into entrepreneurship, leaving a perfectly good career when many others wouldn't, uh, ending a perfectly good relationship when others wouldn't, whatever it is. I make the choice and then I'm proud I've done it at the other end. For right now, I have some goals and I just, I can see what it looks like on the other end, how proud I will be when I figure it out. It's hard. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like sometimes I just have my head in cotton and I don't know what I don't know. But I know if I keep going, I'll figure out I will be so proud of myself. So if you're still here, I want to say thank you for listening to my story. I want you to know that this is going to be an exploration of what it means to live stoked. And it really is different for all of us. It may be simple changes. It may be big changes. I have no idea. It's different. I've seen my clients do a number of things, but really it's a a feeling, a way of being in life. And so that's what we're going to do here. And I appreciate the time you've spent with me today and my story. If you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear them. You can find me on the socials, 
Live Stoked, Lead Stoked, and Sea to Mountains on Instagram. And you can see, find me on LinkedIn. And next time I'll be sharing a little bit more of why the Lead Stoked piece. So I've spent a lot of time talking today about Live Stoked, but Lead Stoked. And I can't wait to share more about that next time. So I hope you're having a great new year. I'm looking forward to hearing your stories and being in community with you. And again, thank you for being here. I think I did okay. Have a great day. Thanks so much for joining us for Live Stoked, Lead Stoked. We know you're busy, so it means the world to me that you'd spend this time with us. If you're interested in digging deeper on the topics discussed today, be sure to check out the show notes for resources and links related to this episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you found this to be time well spent. Your support helps us immensely. Plus, consider leaving a review. They're like virtual high fives, and I appreciate every one of them. Finally, stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot us a message or a question. Your stories and experiences enrich the community we're building here, and you never know, your question may end up on a monthly Ask Me Anything. So until next time, keep subscribing, keep reviewing, and keep living your most stoked life. We'll be back with more inspiration stories and insights. See you then.